grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Our text for today is from John, the first chapter. This is a testimony of John the Baptist. When the Jews sent priests and Levites from Jerusalem to ask him, who are you? He confessed and did not, did not deny, but confessed, I am not the Christ. Dear friends of Christ, this morning I want us to consider camera operators. And, and of course, if you think about a camera operator, they work for the TV and the movie industry, but their job is kind of a, a thankless one. As important as their job is, name one cameraman, one famous cameraman, and you can't do it, because look, the cameramen are never the focus of the movie industry, and if they're doing their job well, we get to enjoy the movie. Well, that's what I want us to think about this morning as we consider in our Advent preparation, because spiritually we should be cameramen for Christ. The focus not on us, the focus on the one who came to save us. Our lives are not the important thing, and yet that's not how we live our lives. The important thing is focusing on our Savior, and there's no one better to take as an example this morning than John the Baptist. And so let's consider how to be a cameraman for Christ. That's our theme. I want you to think about John the Baptist. People were flocking to hear him. Uh, he was preaching in the wilderness of the Jordan River. Uh, people uh, wanted to hear what this guy was all about. And even the religious leaders in Jerusalem had heard about him and, and had sent a delegation out into the wilderness to track John the Baptist down. And the first words from John's lips reveal the type of cameraman that John the Baptist was for Christ. We're told that he did not fail to confess, but he freely confessed, I am not the Christ. But the men who had come out to find out who he was did not think it was sufficient to go back and say, well, at least he's not the Christ. <laughs> so they wanted to know more information. And so they asked him, who are you then? Are you Elijah? And he said, I'm not. Are you a prophet? And he said, I'm not. See, they knew this John the Baptist guy was an important character. Everybody had sensed, even the leaders. And we have to give them credit because at least they remembered the prophecy of the prophet Malachi. See, I will send you the prophet Elijah before the end of the world, before the great and the dreadful day of the Lord comes. And Elijah suddenly was supposed to appear. And Elijah, remember, he was that great prophet. Elijah was that prophet of the Old Testament that never died, and a chariot of fire came and swooped him up and took him to heaven. And they thought perhaps John was Elijah. And John said no. They didn't make a second guess then. Oh, then you're the prophet. You're a prophet. Because in Deuteronomy, Moses had made this prophecy. The Lord your God will raise up for you a prophet. Like me, from among your own brothers, you must listen to him. Are you this prophet? And again, John says, no. Now, I want you to think, no, I'm not Elijah. No, I'm not the prophet. No, I'm not the Christ. I'm not the Messiah. How easy would it have been 
would it have been for John the Baptist to say, well, you know what, yes. <laughs> yeah, yes, I am Elijah. And you better listen to me. Or yes, yes, I am the prophet or a very important prophet. And you should be listening to me. Or even worse, yes, yes, I am the Messiah. You know, as sinful people, surely that crossed his mind. But he didn't do that. Oh, he was a weird guy. He wore shirts of camel's hair and ate wild honey. He was out in the wilderness, and he certainly could have proclaimed himself to be quite powerful, but he didn't. He pointed everybody to the Messiah. The focus, not on him, the focus on Christ. Well, we'll talk about how John pointed people to the Christ in just a little bit, but right now I'd like us to consider how we have served as cameramen for Christ. How do people, when they look at your lives, see you not focused on your life, but on the life who came to suffer and die to save you? Now, people may not make the mistake that you're Elijah. They may not make the mistake that you're the Messiah or the prophet. But how often do we put our attention on ourselves? In this Advent preparation, where's our focus? How many times during this season do we whine and do we complain? Now we whine and we complain about life because we want people to listen, don't we? We want people to feel sorry for us. Do you know why? Why we do that? Why we whine and why we complain? We want people to think we're important enough to care about us. And so we whine, so the focus is on us. We want people to know it's not going well. We want the attention. And we never hear people say, oh no, listen, what I'm going through, it's nothing. I want you to consider what Christ suffered on my behalf. I want you to consider the suffering of Jesus on the cross. Don't focus on me, focus on Jesus. We don't hear people talk that way. As pastors, one of our greatest dangers and temptations is to take credit for the things that God does through us and for our ministry. If a pastor is a good preacher, we pat ourselves on the back. Good for you. What would Jesus do without you? As a pastor, it's tempting to want people to praise you, to tell you what a good message, to tell you what a good Bible study leader you are, to pat you on the back, to elevate your status. And by the way, while I want you certainly to love your shepherd, as I know him personally and he needs that kind of love, don't ever base your spiritual life on your pastor. No matter who he is, no matter how charismatic he may be, No matter how endearing, no matter how spiritual, no matter how biblical, he will eventually fail you in some way, as I have done for so many. For indeed, there are people in this congregation who are no longer part of us because I've failed them. So don't put your faith and trust in an imperfect pastor. Put your focus 
on a perfect Savior. But while pastors are tempted to focus on themselves and have other people focus on them, their congregation really is no different. The devil tempts you too as you sit in the pews. He wants you to become self-absorbed in your own lives, so selfish that you care no longer about guiding others to Christ. You're too busy and you don't have time to even teach your children about the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, to shine the spotlight on Him before you eat dinner, or to shine the spotlight on Him before you go to bed at night. We are a remarkably narcissistic society. Narcissism is defined as extreme selfishness with a grandiose view of one's own talents and a craving for admiration. It's all about me. Look how wealthy I am. I want everybody to notice my talents. I want people to know, look at what I'm driving. I want people to pay attention to what kind of house I'm living in. I want them to see how successful I am. I am important too. It's like that Toby Keith song that says, I want to talk about me. Talk about you occasionally, but I want to talk about me. And if the devil devil fails to develop in you an arrogant narcissism, he will then turn right around and try to develop in you a narcissism of weakness and woe. Oh, would you look at me. Look how bad I have it. Look how unfortunate I am. Look at, look at all the problems I have in my life. Look, the spotlight's on me. And if that doesn't work, the devil will tempt you with another satanic trick. He will get you to focus on yourself through humility. And this sounds like this as you take pride in yourself and you say, would you just look at my faith? Look how unselfish I am. Look how loving I am. Few are as humble as I. And the point is this. The more we focus on ourselves, the less we focus on Christ, on the one who is to be focused on, on the one who is coming in this season. He is the one on whom the spotlight shines. He is the light coming out of the darkness to shine in a dark world. If a cameraman on the news were to take the camera and suddenly point the camera around and focus on himself, we'd never get the news. The news would never be reported. And the same thing is true. If we focus the camera on ourselves, if we are always focusing everybody's attention on me, how are we going to get the focus of Christ out there? John did not suffer from such self-centered silliness. He had a singular goal, a singular purpose. He wanted everyone's attention to be focused on Christ. But the people asked him, who are you? Give us an answer to take back to those who sent us. What do you say about yourself? 
And John replied, using the words of, of Isaiah the prophet, I am the voice of the one calling in the desert, prepare the way for the Lord. In other words, John the Baptist said, don't worry about who I am. I want you to focus on the one who's coming. And he pointed them to their Savior. John the Baptist was humble. He said, Christ must increase, the Messiah must increase, and I must decrease. The focus must not be on me, it must be on him. And Jesus agreed. He encouraged humility when he says, so the last will be first, and the first will be last. And so John the Baptist made Christ first, and he put himself last. But interestingly enough, that's when Christ stoops in, and he lifts up John the Baptist. John the Baptist didn't want the spotlight shining on him, but Jesus said of John, Truly I say to you, among those born of women, there has arisen no greater than John the Baptist. Jesus made John great. John didn't have to make himself great. But John made sure that the greatness was focused on Christ. And he said, among you stands someone you don't know. The spotlight is on him. He's coming after me. And you know what? I am not even worthy enough to untie his sandals. It was a common task for slaves back in the day to untie their master's sandals. And it was, it was not a pleasant task. And yet John said that he wasn't worthy even to do that unpleasant task for Christ. So consider this. If the greatest person born of a woman up to that time did not consider himself worthy to untie the sandals of this Messiah, how should we consider ourselves? How should the spotlight shine on us? Too often we think we deserve to be children of God. Too often we think we deserve to be honored. We deserve to be saved. We deserve to be praised. We deserve to be acknowledged. We deserve nothing. If we are unworthy to bend over and untie his sandals, we certainly are unworthy to be called his children. Being saved by God's grace is a privilege. Being saved by God's grace is an honor. It's an honor God bestows on us as He reaches down when we humble Himself and we confess our sins and He reaches down and He lifts us up and He makes us great. And we've done nothing to deserve that, to deserve that honor. And so we come to the season of Advent, we come to the season of preparation where we prepare our hearts to meet Jesus and we realize I don't deserve this honor, I don't deserve this visitation. And so we confess that. I'm unworthy to untie his sandals. The focus must not be on us. It must never be on us. It must be on the one who came to save us. Some of you remember baby Jessica. That happened back in, in 19, 
87. I remember the story. She fell down a well. Remember that? She was only 18 months old. 18 months old, and, and she fell down a hole that was 80 inches wide, and it was 22 feet deep, and she was down there for 57 hours. And everybody in the world knew about it because all the cameras were watching her. They were all focused on baby Jessica. And when they pulled baby Jessica out of that hole, the whole world rejoiced. Do you know why the whole world rejoiced? Do you know why the whole world was happy baby Jessica lived? Because the focus was on her. So if we want the world to know about Christ, what should we do? How should we prepare for His coming? How can we focus on Christ and how can we get others to focus on Christ? Well, we point people to Christ by confessing our need. I'm not worthy to untie his sandals, but one is coming before you who is greater than I. We all need Jesus. The world needs Jesus. You need Jesus. And the world needs to be rescued. Just like little baby Jessica, who was down in that well, so many people in the world are in the pit of hell, and they need Jesus to reach down, and they need Jesus to rescue them, to save them. Because without Jesus, their souls are stuck. We need Jesus. And the focus is on Him because He comes. And that's what Advent is all about. It's taking the focus off of us, and putting it on that focus of, of our Savior who comes. And we rejoice in His coming. It's the third Sunday. It's the Sunday of rejoicing as we focus on the One who came for us. And we rejoice in our hearts that He reaches down to stoop us up, to elevate us, to lift us to a Heavenly Father and say, Heavenly Father, these are your children. These are the children of God. This is my family. And that's what Advent's all about. So as you continue your Advent preparations and you do your Advent devotions at home and as you focus on Jesus as you come to all the worship services and you plan to do the prayers and you plan to pay attention to the hymns that you're singing, give Jesus the time He deserves and follow the example of John the Baptist. Be a cameraman for Christ. Point to Him, seek His face, dwell in His redeeming love, and rejoice that that Savior has made you worthy to be called a child of God. Amen. And now may the peace that passes all understanding keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus unto life everlasting. Amen.